0: Spiritual
1: Thank you. Thank you. Ring the bell, bell of change, ring the bell of peace. <laughs> you know, the honor of standing here speaking to you brings advantages and disadvantages. The disadvantages is that when I'm thinking about my topics, I'm called to re- self reflection and then I have to look at my stuff. <laughs> the advantage And the gift is, is that I am called to self-reflection and I have to look at my stuff. (laughs) So it was the other day when I was feeling pressed to be somewhere by a certain time and I found myself at a stoplight behind three other cars, none of whom seemed to have the courtesy to be needing to turn right on red. (sighs) I think they were actually going straight. So naturally, I had also hit that light, and it was the one right up here at El Camino where I had to wait for the whole sequence of the lights to go through all the different lanes, right? Until it rotated back to our lane. and as I sat there, and I realized that I was feeling twitchy. Now, I wasn't angry. I wasn't impatient so much as I just had a whole lot of things running through my mind about what did I needed to do about this and that, and who I needed to talk about that and this, and reminding myself to go to the grocery store. And then, in a moment, it was like I was outside myself, and I was watching my mental calisthenics, whereupon I said to me, hey, you're going to be giving a talk on peace. Get a grip, woman. So since then, I've been paying more attention to my own peace process. When I feel peaceful, when I feel twitchy and distracted, when I just need to go kick rocks for a few minutes. And I started to more consciously seeking to set my chaotic, chaotic thinking aside until it was appropriate to be using those thoughts more constructively. Did I get it perfectly? No, I didn't get it perfect. And then I began to notice that a lot of people, I mean, it seemed like a lot, were walking up to me and telling me how busy I was, and I didn't have time to talk to them. (laughs) And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm really not wound up about having five special services in the next month. I'm just winding myself up because, well, I guess I could. I know none of you have ever done that. I'm just making my own confession here. You know, we all say we want peace in our lives. And at the same time, we're also addicted to drama. And also at the same time, we're looking for something outside ourselves to bring us peace. It reminds me of a song. You remember the song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places? Well, this is Looking for Peace in All the Wrong Places. And we seem to think we can pick up peace sort of like getting a new app for our phone and just installing it. And the truth is that peace comes with this product. The capacity for peace is already installed in each one of us, and we just have to activate it. Now, we're not talking, we're talking about inner peace here. We're not talking about world peace, because true world peace can only come when each one of us has attained our own peace within. Because then that's when we'll treat each other with love and compassion. But we, every single person on this planet has to get here. So it behooves us to learn peace within. For one thing, it certainly improves our quality of life. But how do we get there? How do we get that place of peace, and can we always stay there? Yeah, we'll talk about that. So let's let's define peace. What is peace? Charles Fillmore defines peace as harmony and tranquility derived from awareness of Christ consciousness. Now when I say Christ consciousness or see the Christ in you to some people, I see some people visibly flinch. And that's because they have negative associations to the idea of Jesus and Christ based on other probably religious experiences. But when we talk about the Christ here, we're referring to the highest divine mind that is within us. It is a consciousness, it is not a person or an entity to worship. Filmer also explains that Christ's mind existed long before Jesus. And if you think about that for a while, that can give you perspective on it. Christ's consciousness has no beginning. It has no end. Jesus represents an individual expression of the Christ idea. And that is the highest consciousness that it is possible for us to attain. You know, most religions teach some form of this idea of this highest ideal, that is within us. And many that are not Christians still refer to Jesus as a way-shower for us to attain that level of consciousness. The Hindu guru, Paramahansa Yogananda, fully understood and taught Christ consciousness. And I loved this quote that I found. He said, "To to bring divine awareness into our human consciousness, we must outgrow the limited conventional conception of Christ, To me, Christmas is a thought of spiritual grandeur, a realization that our minds are an altar of Christ, the universal intelligence in all creation. Golly, that sounds a lot like Fillmore, doesn't it? And if we look at Jesus and his expression of the Christ idea, we might be, start to understand why he's referred to as the Prince of Peace. It's certainly not because he was peaceful in the world. I mean, he caused a bit of trouble, if you remember. But what he was teaching was how to activate that inner peace and faith that sustains us, that is within us. He was all about becoming peaceful within. You know, how could he have walked through that whole process of his life and what he was doing if he hadn't had some peace within? The 14th chapter of the Gospel of John begins with Jesus saying... Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me. And then in verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Now, the message here, at least to me, is that peace abides within us And we will find peace as we release that fear and that anxiety. Now for some people, that's a pretty big order, especially the world that we live in right now. I get that. But that's the whole point, is to stop looking outside for inner peace. You know, a few years ago, we read a book called The Untethered Soul uh, During Faith in Action. And in that book, Michael Singer compares our everyday mind to a roommate that never shuts up. And he asks us, and he asks the question in the book, he says, would you put up with a physical roommate who was like that? (laughs) You know, my experience at the stoplight that day revealed my chatty roommate in a new way to me. And I realized, and not for the first time, that my mind and my past experiences are what lead me to my feeling unsettled. It's not anything that's happening outside me. So what is the path to peace? The first part is to become sensitive to how you're feeling. What if you paid attention to when you felt twitchy or uncomfortable? Or simply considered what you were thinking about in that very moment? And then maybe you would have an inner conversation with that loquacious roommate who lives in your head. And in that conversation, you would evaluate if anything your roommate was saying had any relevance or if Rumi was just rambling and then fanning the flames of fear or anxiety. And perhaps there would be a moment, well, oh well, that's not necessary or helpful right now. Hey Rumi, could you just please shut the heck up for a while? Be aware of how you feel asking Rumi to back off. Now this doesn't mean that you ignore important feelings or events. It does mean that you can tell the difference between roomy rambling and what is necessary. And you get to choose who to listen to. You get to choose. Because when you turn that roomy clamor down, you have the mental and emotional space to grasp the actual truth of a situation. Now, there's a woman I know who tells a story of sitting in a hospital waiting area where her son was experiencing a very serious illness. And she, at the same time, had received a diagnosis of breast cancer. She said she sat in that waiting area and an overwhelming sense of peace flooded her being. In her words, it was the peace that passes all understanding. And she knew, she just knew, that she and her son would both be, make full recoveries. And they did. Now, it's not always that dramatic for us. I think we sometimes wish it would be, because it's like, hey, God, could I just have a postcard? Tell me what's going to happen next. God's not good at postcards, I'm just telling you. But we each have moments when we have felt that complete peace. And that feeling had nothing to do with the outside world. This woman was sitting in... Probably chaos. The hospitals are not exactly the calmest place to be, right? More often, though, we just need to take that time out. You know, Jesus went apart very often. And so we need to pray or meditate or simply be in our own energy. You know, it's not a requirement that you go sit and meditate for 20 minutes twice a day. You have to do it your own way. Find your own, own, own way of getting into that space. You need to discover that space within that's never been touched by the outside world. We all have it. It is our divine nature, and that abides within us until we open to it. And I'm not going to say that it's waiting for us, because whenever someone says, God's waiting for you, I just see, and I don't believe in a physical God, but I'm seeing something there tapping their toe going and waiting. it's, It's an abiding. It's there. It's available whenever, ever we want it. And there are some other things that you can do to discover your personal peace. One of them is to set an intention to reduce the drama in your life by finding ways to responding to the constant drama that surrounds all of us. And you know, there's a huge difference between reacting and responding. When we learn to take a breath and respond, we automatically become more centered and more peaceful. It doesn't mean that we're not still feeling the stress, but if we're taking that that step back and looking how to respond instead, it changes a lot. Is it possible for us to become permanently peaceful, always be able to respond instead of reacting? Probably not. We are human and our feelings are very real and our feelings are valid and we need to express them, we need to deal with them. But it is in knowing that situations are transient, while truth never changes, that leads us to better balance and separate ourselves from the fear and anxiety, and then connect ourselves to peace. Another thing that you can do is collect memories of peace. When you're in a stressful moment and want to calm yourself, think of a time when you felt completely peaceful. This will not only calm your mind, but it will help your body to calm down, too. Because remember, if you get mentally upset, your body is going to start responding, and it's going to, here's some adrenaline, let's play with adrenaline for a while. And you can get physically agitated and be physically agitated long after the event over, is over, and sometimes you've already calmed your mind, but your body is still vibrating. And so, it, it's a whole package. So when you cannot step aside or meditate, if you're in that moment and you can't walk away, just gently push chatty roomy away to the side and invite a peaceful memory in. And this is sort of what we talk about when we say someone's all prayed up, meaning that when we are on our last nerve, we have a reserve. Now, I grew up in the Episcopal Church and we had a prayer book said prayers, said the same prayers, well, during the season the prayers changed, but they were the same prayers all year long. And some people thought it was too rote and the prayers didn't mean anything to them. But there were men during World War II, and I think these were mostly people from England, prisoners of war in World War II who have told stories that have been verified that said that they remembered those prayers. They were there, they were interred, they had nothing but they had those prayers and they used the ones that they remembered every single day and they say that's what saved them. Now, was it the actual prayers to God or was it the peace that requires that, that, that recalling the prayers brought to these men? I don't even think that matters. They connected with their inner divinity by remembering, by activating that memory of peace, by discovering a peace that passes all understanding within themselves. Peace is a gift, but it doesn't come from anywhere or anyone outside us. It dwells within, and when we turn our focus inward, we become peaceful, and then we become peace. It is a gift we give ourselves, and the gift of peace is of the very highest value. Now there is a poem, it is called Deep Peace, and I use it to close my classes and discussion groups. It is a very shortened version of a more modern, uh, a sh- very shortened, more modern version of a poem uh, written in 1895 called Under a Dark Star by Scottish writer Fiona MacLeod. MacLeod, And I want to share this with you to give you some more peaceful memories of peaceful moments. And so please take a breath, Allow yourself to relax into this peace. Deep peace I breathe into you, O weariness here, oh ache here. Deep peace, a soft white dove to you. Deep peace, a quiet rain to you. Deep peace, an ebbing wave to you. Deep peace, red wind of the east from you. Deep peace, gray wind of the west to you. Deep peace, dark wind of the north from you. Deep peace, blue wind of the south to you. Deep peace, pure red of the flame to you. Deep peace, pure white of the moon to you. Deep peace, pure green of the grass to you. Deep peace, pure brown of the earth to you. Deep peace, pure gray of the dew to you. Deep peace, pure blue of the sky to you. Deep peace of the flowing air to you. Deep peace of the quiet earth to you. Deep peace of the sleeping stones to you. Deep peace of the yellow shepherd to you. Deep peace of the wandering shepherdess to you. Deep peace of the flock of stars to you. Deep peace from the sun of peace to you. Deep peace from the heart of Mary to you, and from Bridget of the Mantle. Deep peace, deep peace, and with the kindness too of the haughty Father, peace. In the name of the three who are one, peace. And by the will of the King of the Elements, peace peace. And so it is.
0: We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center